Welcome to Your Dream Gym, episode 5 in series 5. My name's Guy Griffiths and I like to talk to people about what their dream gym would look like. A club without any of the physical or financial limits of the real world. But before that we get into why they enjoy exercise, talk about their fitness background and chat about their weekly workouts. Your Dream Gym is a part of The Collective, a network of fitness industry professionals whose purpose is to help the industry to share, collaborate and grow. As well as the Your Dream Gym podcast, we have The Business of PT with Adam Daniel, and we also host online educational content, interviews and roundtables on LinkedIn, Facebook and YouTube. So please look up The Collective on those social channels. And please also share this podcast with your friends and get involved online by liking, subscribing and joining the conversation with the hashtag YourDreamGym. I'll pop back after this week's guest with some collective news and details of next week's guest. Next, you'll hear a quick word from our supporting partner this week and then you'll be able to get straight into the Dream Gym of Sahail Rashid from Braun Power. This episode is supported by Braun. Braun digitalizes strength training in gyms up and down the country, helping them increase revenue and improve member engagement. It's the only app that connects members to their gym, other members and personal trainers, creating a stronger gym community. Braun has a special offer for podcast listeners. Try Braun for free in your gym for 30 days Visit brawn.co.uk slash yourdreamgym to sign up. That's B-R-A-W-N dot slash yourdreamgym. Today on Your Dream Gym, I am joined by Sahail Rashid. He is the founder and CEO of Brawn Power, one of our supporters on this series. He is a consultant and entrepreneur um, and has worked in property law and corporate finance. One of the businesses was View My Chain, a data-driven sales progression platform. He was also group board director at 20CI, working on strategy and commercial partnerships. And then in March 2020, he exited and founded Braun. Welcome to your dream, Jim. Sahail. Hey, Guy. Thanks for having us. No, good to have you here. Before we start, you've you've left the property world behind to really just to purely focus on Braun, right? What, why yeah. why the why the shift? Tell us about it. Well, look, I spent I spent twelve years working in kind of what's now described as kind of prop tech and fintech, mm. and prior to that, I was a lawyer working with a kind of property law, and I moved into prop tech because I saw problems in the home buying and selling process that I thought could be fixed through digital and technology tools. So I built the first ever marketplace of property on Facebook called Property Network, sold that, mm-hmm. the joint 20 CI, and one of the biggest issues in that space has been people being able to move home quickly and without transactions falling through. It's a real, real big, big issue in the, in the, in the sector. So by using data technology, we kind of fix that for estate agents, conveyances, and, and, and mortgage brokers, but that was, that was kind of the day job. And it was about eight years ago that I started powerlifting. My eldest was born. I was kind of 
between kind of West Yorkshire and London Milton Keynes, which is where the business was based after the acquisition. And I wanted to do something that was kind of healthy, that was competitive, mm. that I was kind of passionate about and decided that lifting was something that I could turn, turn into something that, a bit, that was a bit more than a hobby. And I actually, as I went to see a personal trainer, a, a, kind of a coach and talked to him about bodybuilding and he said for the first session that you're built for strength rather than being a bodybuilder. Okay. And you could take that whichever way you want. So I ended up. So that, well, that, that, that was a challenge to you straight away, was it? You took that. Well, I ended, up, I, I ended up following. I, I, I was a bit ignorant to kind of, like most people I think are, to what a powerlifter is and what an Olympic weightlifter is and what a strongman is. And I didn't have any aspiration at that stage to be kind of an athlete. I just kind of wanted to do something hmm. that was a bit more structured and a bit more meaningful than just going to the gym for purely kind of health, fitness and recreational vanity purposes. So ended up following a strength training program. I fell in love with the numbers element straight away. So yep. body weight on bar, reps and sets. And I would have like Google sheets going back for weeks and months that I could look through and go, I progressed, do you know what I mean? And, and it's quite binary. You know, you've either got stronger or you haven't. Mm -hmm. I was really proud of, of just kind of those personal numbers. And I remember vividly going, why is there no Strava for strength? Why is there no community platform for me to be able to connect with other people like me, other people for me to kind of aspire towards other people for me to hopefully and maybe inspire. And that community exists, but it exists. It's very fragmented across Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp groups. Like your mates, what you're doing this week in the gym, I've hit a new PB. And that was it. The, 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 the seed was planted. And um, just the way that my kind of brain works, I'm going, well, why doesn't it exist? Like what? How can we, how can we get all the people that want to lift, that enjoy lifting onto a community platform, a digital community platform, so that they could reap the same benefits that runners have had mm. from Strava, from how Zwift and Peloton have helped people in connected cycling, and even how my fitness pals helped connect people that are on a weight loss journey. And that, that has never changed. So when. Well, I started working this in 2019, but when the opportunity in 2020 came because of kind of lockdowns and international travel, we, we were approached by the International Powerlifting Federation, the largest federation for, for powerlifting globally to host virtual events. So we hosted virtual events for the strength training community. And we had elite powerlifters, we had Olympic weightlifters, we had bodybuilders, but everybody that enjoyed lifting, uh, download and use our virtual events platform to give them some purpose. So we, the first one we did was lockdown challenge limited to 50 people in, in November, 2020. And that was all people at home. And I remember yeah. a lady doing deadlifts in this tiny little area of the kitchen and doing her video submission. And she was like, you've given me a reason to train during lockdown. That was, we were so kind of just chuffed, you know what I mean? We'd, we yeah. we, we created something that gave somebody purpose. And, that, and then that, it just snowballed from there. We, we, we ended up hosting the world's largest virtual events platform in December, 2021, 1500 participants, 20 different countries. Along the way, we partnered with super brands, Gymshark, MyProtein, A7, Inleco, Kabuki out in the States. And we had hundreds of gyms in Australia, New Zealand, 
South Africa, which in the UK, you're North America, Brazil, live streaming days from the gyms. And yeah, that was how we started. That's how I realized that actually this is something that's got a real product market need. And then kind of, as you know, we then brought that to the gym floor in, in 2022 with the ambition of getting anybody that enjoys strength training or wants to strength train to, to connect with, with the wrong community. Yeah. Amazing story. And I, I love that kind of, so I mean, back in the day I worked in FinTech a little bit, but it's bringing that knowledge and that, that, you know, how data works to motivate people into fit tech. So changing from FinTech to fit tech, right? Yeah, it, it, it was a very organic shift. This yeah. very organic shift, take, taking the skills and experience that I'd had building businesses in a very complex sector, such as PropTech and FinTech, mm. uh, and combining that with personal passion. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was a no-brainer, really. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, go, going great guns. And we've, we've had Andy Smith, who's involved on the podcast. So go back and listen to that episode. But yeah, been trying to get Sahel on for a while, because I know that your dream gym is going to be a good one and very, very innovative and probably a bit techy. We'll find out. So wow. be surprised when we get to it. You'll be surprised. <laughs> cool. Oh, so, so actually, Sahel, you've gone a little bit into your, you know, w- what you enjoy doing workout wise, but probably a little bit more traveling from or between Leeds and Milton Keynes and, and trying to store those numbers. But let's take it all the way back to, you know, your exercise motivation. What is it that, that keeps you exercising or even just active? You mean like today or where, or, or previously? Because I think like most people, it changes mm. uh, based on different phases of your life. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, I mean, I, I, I started off going to the gym or lifting uh, as a teenager because I went to an all white grammar school and I was short and not very good at football and rugby. So I needed something. Better be big, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, back again, I'm going to try and get stacked. I started lifting probably really, really badly, but anyway, it gave me, gave me motivation to, to, to lift anyway. Sure. It's university. And then then it was all about vanity to be completely blunt. Sure. It was all kind of looking good in a t-shirt. Um, yeah. And looking back at the pictures, I don't think I succeeded, but at the time that was the motivation. And then in my thirties, well, late thirties now, so early thirties, it was purely about competing. So for me, the motivation to, to train was to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Predominantly around three movements, the powerlifting movements, so squat, bench, and deadlift. And yeah. for those that kind of listen to, to podcasts, Dr. Peter Attier has recently done a podcast. I mentioned it on my, on my LinkedIn early this where he talks about the training styles of powerlifting and the benefits of that for longevity, Jeremy you know I maintaining yeah. muscles and strength to improve your health span. And that brings me on to my motivation now. So I'm a super proud dad of, of two boys, nine and eight. And yeah. I was actually talking to, to Andy Caddy from Georgia about this in, in quite some depth, which is that the motivation now is those boys are going to be 14, 15 years old in six years time. Yeah. And I want to be able to compete head to head with my teenage sons, mm-hmm. not football, at lifting, at cricket, at running, at, at everything. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to compete when they're in the mid twenties. 
and I want to be able to compete when they're in their thirties and I'm going to be 45, 50, 60. So therefore at 40, I can't afford to just be average. I've got to be above average yeah. and I'm preparing for the extended enjoyment I'm going to get for being physically competitive with my children. So my training style mm -hmm. is trying to transition towards that. So what does that mean? Well, look, I don't think I'll ever move away from a training style that doesn't revolve around power move or compound move. Mm -hmm. so I always start a session and I plan my week for session around when am I going to squat? When am I going to bench? When am I going to deadlift or, or an RDL or an overhead? So a heavy-ish barbell movement, typically within the three, six, eight rep range, which is traditional powerlifting, mm -hmm. followed by accessories. Now, when I was training to compete, mm -hmm. it was, let's say, 30, 40 minutes doing a perfecting the movement of the compound, and then there'll be accessories to make that better. So if I'm doing a bench press, then I will do shoulders, chest, triceps afterwards. I'll do all the accessories to strength for that. Now, I think the biggest difference is I'm adding more and more kind of functional, low impact, hmm. RDO, higher volume, lower weight, flexibility, mixture of kind of CrossFit, mixture of kind of functional stuff. So I start off doing heavy powerlifting style compound movements. I then kind of go into accessory bodybuilding style movements. And then I go into things that are going to make me run faster. Things that are going to know me and protect my body from injury. And I think what will happen is I'll, the heavier stuff will get shorter and shorter and the more functional stuff will get larger and larger in terms yeah. of how much, how much of my training time that, that consumes. Yeah. Um, so my, so, my, so my primary motivation is to maintain strength and, 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 and muscle mass for the benefit of being able to be a, have that health span, particularly to do stuff with my kids. And then the rest of it is obviously I hit so, not obviously, but if you're a powerlifter, you, hit, you have to hit big numbers. Um, I was British champion for three years, represented Team GP in the Euros and Worlds. So obviously I'm quite proud of the strengths that I built up. Mm -hmm. There's a guy called Mark Bell who is a prolific powerlifter. There's a guy called Chris Duffin, who's the owner of Tabuki. There's a few powerlifters that have retired. They're in the mid-40s, or they're a bit older than me. And they talk quite openly about, they're really proud of those numbers. And generally something that wasn't given to them, they earned it. Mm. And they earned it for years and years of hard work and consistency. Hey, so why do you, you get injured and you get over your injury to go again? And why do you do it? It's because you are proud of what you've earned. I mean, you've, you've earned those numbers. And you might not be able to hit those numbers in terms of the one rate max, but you've earned, I mean, you build that strength. You build a body that's capable mm. of hitting numbers, which if you haven't spent years in gym, you'd never be able to hit. So I think one of my secondary motivations is to try and maintain as much as possible. So there's a bit of personal pride. There's a bit of ego there. I mean, I, and there's certain numbers that I always want to be able to squat, bench, and deadlift, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, I need to maintain a certain level of consistency in my strength training. Yeah. And that's weird. That then lends itself to my primary objective, which is to maintain strength and, and, and muscle mass to a certain level. Mm. But yeah, there's, there's, there's a number of different motivations there. And sometimes you call on 
different kind of facets of the motivations to yeah. keep you going. And that, and that lifting side of things, as you say, if that, if that does tail off a bit, there's always going to be a certain aspect of that there. You know, you may be you, in another 10 years time, you may not be doing 30 minutes of that, but you will, there will still be a big portion of that. There'll just be more accessories or it'll become more about keeping up with your kids necess than necessarily picking them up, carrying them around, or God, God knows that is a good way of putting your back out. I've done it enough times, but personally getting, you know, we're always looking to get a little bit stronger now because the kids are only going to get bigger, right? And faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah and also that you are the biggest inspiration to your children. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Learn, learned behavior is a, is a massive thing. I'm a huge advocate of, of, of learned behavior. It's one of the biggest reasons why born why Braun is so kind of close to me. It was like, your kids will do what they see, yeah. not solely what they're told. Mm. So it's fact, there's actually something here, my windowsill, the story of my, he's, he's now eight, he was seven when he wrote it. So he wrote this at school. So once upon a time, there was a brown powerless PF between my dad, stopped dad on me. Every morning at 5 a.m. he did a workout for two hours. He was also Braun's CEO and he's doing the hardest job in the amazing company. And we're so proud of it because yeah. he's like, he sees that that, you know, that's what good looks like. Do you know, he sees yeah. that as routine. So when he's 14, hopefully when he's 14, when he's 24, when he's kind of my age, he'll just kind of recognize that kind of that, that that's a good habitual routine. Do you know I mean, if you're no offense to people who watch match of the day and have 10 pints on Friday, but if that's what you do every Friday. Then don't complain if that's all your kids do. Jeremy, if you order pizza every day, don't expect your kids to be any different. Absolutely. And for me, that is that, yeah, that's a huge motivator. And I want to keep doing that. I want to be, I want to be inspiring them. Yeah. We're 20 that my dad still trains, my dad still does this, but yeah. that's still it's that way. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I mean, there's a bit of a dichotomy there, but we were both chatting off air about going on tour. You on football tour and me on rugby tour this weekend. With with the kids, it's it's a minis it's a minis rugby tour or a minis football tour, but yeah, going and doing that kind of thing is is really important and just instilling that in them. But there is something we need to be careful about how much we are joining in with the other parents drinking on tour. I think it'll be oh yeah, but the WhatsApp groups that I know doesn't you, you kind of forget that there's actually kids going as well. Well, yeah, one what I've just got a message that says gum shields packed, beers packed, we're ready. That, that, that's that's what they're taking, but yeah, that's that's another thing. So brilliant motivation and yes, from aesthetics through to the, the kind of staying strong and longevity for the family, but also instilling that same spirit and kind of sensibilities into your kids is really important while strong, say, staying strong and keeping up with them as they get faster and older. What's a, what does a typical weekly workout look like? You've talked about the, the kind of times you're working out for. But what's how, how many workouts, how many sessions are you doing? What what else what else is there other than lifting? Are you you are coaching football as well? Well, first of all, this is probably the most inconsistent and unstructured uh, training routine I think I've ever had since I kind of started lifting completely. Okay. Because Braun is all yeah. complete. And Joe, you know I mean, there's so many football academies and drum lessons and Prep school and all, Ed, I mean, there's all these things. That welcome to parenthood, right? Well, yeah. Welcome to parenthood and running your own business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm really, really lucky 
that primal strength helped kit out my, my gym. Super, super proud. Steve Ronaldo, the super fan of us, but one of the nicest guys in the sector. And he did it officially for Braun, but obviously it's my personal gym now. Sure. And that enables me to build some consistency around training. And the truth is that I am a morning person, which means that I have my most, I have my highest amount of energy in the morning. I'm mm-hmm. one of those people that would get up between five and five fifteen every morning without an alarm clock. And I've been the gym preparing for my workout by half five mm-hmm. and I have the best day when I do that. It's something that I do consistently three to four times a week. Uh-huh. It means that I could be quite religious and regimented with my approach. I mean, get up, sometimes do a little bit of meditation. I find that always kind of is a nice way to start the day, just 10 minutes yeah. on. And then music on, nobody jumping. If my girlfriend's here or the boys are away, it's a distraction. I don't want anybody else mm-hmm. to talk to. I just want to kind of flood my day over an hour and a half workout upstairs listening to, to my own music. And for me, that is, that's my anchor, like three, four sessions a week, predominantly around lifting. So those compound movements mm-hmm. I've described earlier, and then anything over and above that is, is almost like a bonus session. So if I do a, a strength and conditioning kind of CrossFit style circuits workout, that's great. If I'm feeling kind of super motivated and energy is quite high still towards the back end of the day, then I'll do a double gym session. So for example, earlier this week, I did a heavy kind of barbell leg workout. So hip hinge movement is, is that less deadlifts now it's more RDL with, with, with squats, weight quite heavy works, got like four or 5 PM and that energy feels quite good. I'll go to the gym. I'm still a member at Pure Gym. I've been a member for 11 years. Yeah. Uh, and I'll go to the local Pure Gym here in Halifax and I'll do the machines and I'll just use the machines that I haven't got in my home gym, which is 30, 40 minutes, little kind of pump, maybe a little bit of cardio. And that's a really good day. You know, that's a really good day's worth of training. Nice. Uh, but for me, I, I'm not completely offline. I work a lot whilst I train. Like, to leave the most creative ideas or creative solutions for problems don't come when you sat on a zoom call or on your laptop thinking about the problem it comes when you're in the shower comes when you're going for a walk yeah to me it comes like am i the note section in my phone after a workout is an essay and it's just getting all out of your head onto it so i'm not one of those people that switches off from their phone I use my phone to write down all the thoughts that are in my head mm. and organize and structure my mind or try to at least. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you'd be passing him. I know he's up, up in the similar kind of area to you, but I'm thinking all the way back to episode one over a year ago, Kevin Yates saying exactly the same, you know, half of his staff, nobody's been for a long run because they just get so many actions and tasks and triggers and, and, and things because he's been out for a long run and he's had all the ideas. Yeah, it's it's great for the creative process, whether it is a whatever kind of session it is, almost switching off from the screen, but then having some kind of note app or something that you can dump all those brainwaves that come out when you're exercising. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
running is not for me well, probably hurting or breaking something, but I think I, I achieve the same kind of sense of, yeah. uh, disconnect from, from your day to day, Monday. Yeah. All the, all the serotonin's flowing or whatever. And it's, it, it's all, all that good stuff that you are definitely not getting from sitting or standing at your desk, as you say, yeah. making a zoom screen. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's uh, yeah. It's great, great, great to hear about your, your workouts and the routines and an early start 5am. 5.15, double gym session Sundays. Motivate. This episode is supported by Explore Gym. Get your club future ready with Explore Gym. Flexible, intuitive, all-in-one gym management software that gives you everything you need to run your business. Developed with best-in-class technology, Explore Gym lets you create dream gym experiences with premium digital features, including joining, booking, payments, access control, smart messaging, and more, all in one place. Book your Explore Gym demo at explorgym.co.uk. That's x-p-l-o-r-g-y-m.co.uk. So tell us then, Sahel, about your dream gym. You've got unlimited resources. Anything is possible. What does your dream gym look like? So you said at the beginning of this episode about how you expect to be really innovative and expect to be tech heavy. And it will surprise you that it's the complete opposite. So one of my favorite nostalgic memories of lifting and the, the gym experience uh-huh. it is where it's me and I call them the powerlifters, uh, even though some of them are not powerlifters, uh, but these are my really, really close friends, like huge, huge positive influences in my life. And they're all either personal traders now or gym owners or online traders. They're all kind of connected to the sector. And we would have two, three hour sessions around a platform or a bench. And we'd support each other, we'd motivate each other, yeah. we'd chat to each other. And for me, my dream gym is not about the kit. And it's not about what's in the gym. It's the people, if I'm training somebody. Yeah, yeah. And it's about feeling that I get. And for me, I am, do you know what I mean? I, I started off lifting because, well, lifting competitive because I wanted to get stronger, which means that for me, as long as it's, as long as it's a barbell, and as long as it's got the, the, the racket or the platform or the bench, Yep. That's what I need. So my, my dream gym is actually Uber Basin. It's the sawdust gym, which is just about effort, just about lifting. And my dream kind of gym would house those people in it every time I train. Yeah. Uh, and some, sometimes we work with the top, I mean, we'll all have our own headphones in. We'll all kind of got our own numbers in our head and we'll intervene every now and again. But it's just that environment and yeah, it's just, it's, it takes you away from work, business, family, mm-hmm. incredibly motivating and you feel super safe and yeah, it takes all the books up for me. So yeah, a bit, maybe a bit of a different answer than you expected. No, no, that's, that's really interesting. You say it is, it is that, you know, old school, traditional people say sawdust, but yeah. And. I'm, I'm not surprised by the number of people who've been on the podcast who've said, 
doesn't actually matter about the kit. What really does matter is the people. Yeah. Which is, and it's, it's so true. It's having the right people there, whether it's staff or whether it's mates or whether it's just other people like you doing the same thing. Because ultimately that is a club. A club is a, it's not four walls. It's not a certain type of machine. A club is a, a group of, or a collection of people coming together for a, for a common purpose, right? It's the community. So mm. it's the, so you know what I mean? That people use the word community a lot. And I don't think many people actually know what community is. Mm. Maybe it's a question you should consistently add, ask and add to your, to your, your speakers. And yeah. Think answers from everybody but for me fundamentally the community that we're trying to build in broad and that we are building in broad is the same community that made me fall in love with strength training and lifting which is that real sense of belonging and it for me it's those four or five guys the there's a, the power lifters are no longer power lifters and <laughs> it's that yeah we're here we're sharing the same experience and we're here for a purpose and yeah. meaning and that micro community is, is what I think exists in every single gym mm. across at different levels, obviously. Yeah. And that's the opportunity for, for, for broad, but that is what I think everybody really wants. I mean, nobody wants to go to the gym and have no friends and have no social interaction and have no kind of fulfillment feeling outside of the world of physical progression. They want something more. And, and yeah, I think that being able to create that around lifting is, is what motivates me to lift. It's what motivates me to create brawn. And it's the number one thing that would exist in my dream gym. Cool. So the base, the basics is a, a good platform, barbells and some bellow lifters there as well. What about on the, what, you know, those accessories, the extras, the. I've said it doesn't matter about the four walls, but what's on the walls? Or do we have to have good coffee or do you need a particular? You need a massive mirror. That's really, really important. Massive mirror. Okay. Nice. <laughs> you need a full, full wall that's just dedicated to a, a mirror. Yeah. And so you can check your form, obviously, guy. That's all. Yeah, sure. Nothing. It's, it's just, we're, yeah, we've gone non-digital here. This is not about yeah, Instagram. Just checking the bar path. That's all. Yeah. Now, out, outside of that, I mean, look, I think that the, the wearable hardware market is so exciting. Like I've said this before on other panels that you look at wearables and hardware around heart rate and, and, and endurance and cardio based exercises, and you compare it to where the strength mark is, we are three to five years away from having something that's really scalable and accurate, yeah. which means that we're five to 10 years away from having something that's going to be mass market and available in kind of your local gym. And I would love the opportunity to personally R&D all the things that are in the market. So for me, in my dream gym, there would be a corner that's dedicated to testing researching, developing that whole kind of immersive, interactive lifting experience. Mm, not, okay. not because Braun wants to own it or Braun related necessarily, obviously Braun is an output, but because that, that is super interesting. Do you know what I mean? For me personally, like that's, that's the, 
I mean, I'm an innovator. So the passion is how can you fix tomorrow's problem and how can you, I mean, how can you build a solution for something before somebody else that's really, really inspiring for me. So my gym would have to have a little incubator where I can test of Jeremy, throw things at the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. And probably, yeah, quite literally probably, probably throw, you know, throwing some medicine balls around maybe, or I'm trying to think who some, someone like else. Probably... circuits more and more, you know, I'm liking, I'm liking the homemade kind of DIY circuits. The yeah. other day, what I put also, I went to a hotel gym and I thought, what do you want to do today? I literally just made it up as yeah. I was going on. And it turned out to be like awesome. It was great 45 minutes. But I think if you're in the right state of mind, you don't need fancy kit. I know, you know, and I, I, I know that obviously fancy kit that's connected and, and innovative will help with injury prevention. It'll help make lifting more inclusive and accessible. And that's absolutely critical in order for the market to, to expand. Mm. But if you're in, if you're in a state of mind where you're already self-motivated and you've got a good idea of kind of what your goals are, I think that you don't need the kit. If you've got the motivation to find a way to, 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 to get the result that you want. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. But the, yeah, your R and D corner, it's more about, I think like me, just being, being curious and learning about things, learning about what problems are out there and what people are trying to do with them already so that you can be more innovative or more entrepreneurial and go, yeah, these guys are doing, these guys are doing, fixing it that way. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Cool. And yeah, and so big mirror, an R and D corner, anything else periphery, you know, is there, are there particular showers or music, food or what's that? No? Music. Mu music. Yeah. Yeah. You talked music. about headphones. Well, yeah. I mean the, the ministry of sound when we did the event there last year with, with Kate, if I can get that sound system in my gym, I'll be happy, very happy. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm just looking because she did, we, well, she, we gave you a shout out on her episode. I'm just really quickly, look, there we are. We'll do a direct shout out. Series four, episode three, go back and listen to Kate Caulfield. We, we, we love to ministry as well. Uh, no, our first London gym. Was yeah. Great. And the, the music was really inspiring with that lifting event of the ministry of sound. So yeah, I, I definitely want the, I'm not interested. I mean, I'm a coffee fiend, but. In the gym, mirror, music, yeah, sound system, powerlifting kit, and a little R and D corner, and I think I'm done. Cool, I love it. It's, yeah, sim simple and straightforward, and uh, yeah, very well. Then there's a bit of tech in the R and D corner, and and I think yeah. there's I think there's a lot of tech in that decent sound system. But yeah, 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 wicked. And is there a name you've got in mind for your dream gym? So what would it be called? The the lab. The lab. We need to, we'll, we'll need, we need to check with the lab spa in Muswell Hill on what they've got for their, on their trademark. No, I think we could, we could probably take them out of the equation. Kabuki Strength went to visit their gym out in Portland, November 2021, I think it was, I went out last. And they, they, they have a really innovative strength company. One of the, one of the best in the world. And they created the lab okay uh, you know, for, for their gym members to test all their kit right. so they built for the bar which dwayne johnson the rock users yeah and all the r d was done in the lab so i stole the name off them uh, cool. 
That's a cool name. I like it. Excellent. So the lab is a lifting focused about the people, not so much. Well, as long as there's a good platform and you've got the good barbells there, a massive mirror, an R&D corner, and some amazing tunes. Yeah. Sounds yeah. fantastic. I look forward to visiting. Yeah. I've got a, cu- I've got a couple, of, uh, couple of quick fire questions that have come up as I've thought of them as we're going through. Who would be your two dinner party guests? Obviously not at a dinner party, but in your gym. Who would be the people, alive or dead, famous or mates, who would be the two or three people that you would want to be in your gym with? Uh, Dr. Dre. Nice, yeah. Dr. Dre. I don't know why that name came to me first. Is he on the decks or is he on the bench? Probably probably because the music, and I know he's a bit of a lifter. Obviously, Beats by Dre. Yeah. Uh, great success story. He's just a cool guy. I think he'd be great. <laughs> Obviously. And then who else? Oh, that's an interesting one. That's a really interesting one. Probably, I mentioned him earlier, Dr. Peter Attia. Yeah. Just because I'm a huge fan of his, he, yeah, he's all about kind of longevity and the science and art. He describes kind of exercise as proactive medicine. Mm-hmm. I think there's lots of be around uh, training and the benefits, both emotionally and physically and mentally. Yeah, really in mind. I think we have a pretty deep conversation in the three of us. We would, the mind not, the risk is, guy, the mind not be a lot of lifting. The mind just being there, we might just end up going down a two-hour rabbit hole on anything. But that would probably be just as good a session, wouldn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Wicked. I'd say, I'd, I'd, I'd take that. And this, so this, my, my other quickfire question might link into that one. What would be your walk-on music? So as you come into your dream gym, what, what's the track that fires up? So yeah, the, the equivalent of w- walking into the boxing ring. Um, Legendary by Tupac. Nice. It's not child-friendly. <laughs> but, that's, but that's fine. If it, that's, and actually, a lot of the time, if you want to get pumped up. Yeah. You You're not need, kids. You need a bit of that. <laughs> Hopefully that's not on the playlist for the football tour this weekend. Well, we'll see what we mean. I'm not. Like what happens? Yeah. Obviously, we worked into coaching. So, yeah. I've, I've turned from the soccer dad that I said I'd never be to now the soccer dad coach that I've also said I'll never be. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let me know if legendary I2 pack comes on over the weekend. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully not. I was looking at, I was trying to work out if there's anything we could play by Reg Against the Machine. To get them, yeah, to get them fired up, but it, it narrows it down if you take out the the ease, right? <laughs> just play the just play the acoustic version. Yeah, it's not the same though, is it? Yeah. We could well, so thank you so much for joining us. Tell us about your dream gym. If people want to connect, what's the best way to get hold of you or to find you? Yes, yeah, so hail machines. LinkedIn is kind of my. I'm on Instagram as well, but LinkedIn is kind of my main social media. Broad power. Give that as a could give us a follow and yeah, have a look at the website, drawn.co.uk, which is all the information about what we're doing, what's coming up. But yeah, I, I am Sinoa Sheath and I'm on LinkedIn if you want to, want to find me. Amazing. And you'll be, we, we said we were going to catch up at Elevate, so you'll be there. Yeah, we'll be, sure. yeah, we'll be, we'll be at Elevate and 
we'll be hosting a number of events later on this year, which we'll share with you so you can, you can push the health as guy. We'll get those out on the collective. Amazing. Thanks again. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your support on the podcast. Look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hi, it's Guy back again with some thank yous and details of our next guest. Firstly, a big thanks to you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And thanks again to Sahail for joining us, uh, telling us a bit more about his backstory and all about his dream gym, the lab, um, with those mirrors on the wall, the R&D corner, um, and featuring Dr. Dre on the tunes and also as a guest. If you enjoyed this one, um, I would refer back to Samuel Pellegrino earlier in this series. I think it was episode uh, three, so just a couple of episodes ago. Go back and listen to Sal, um, and also where this episode kind of came from was off some links we had in the Kate Caulfield from the Ministry Gym back in Series 4, Episode 3 as well. So go back and listen to Kate and to Sal if you enjoyed this one. Thanks also to Braun Power and to Explore Gym for supporting this episode. And if you want to support us or get involved, then please give me a shout. Um, either email guy at ggfit.com or get in touch on the socials. And please don't forget to subscribe, share and review the podcast to help us to help it grow. Watch out on the socials as well for other collective content coming very soon. And next week on Your Dream Gym, we will be switching supporters to uh, the Elevate conference. And we're going to be hearing from Frank Valencia from Hyrox, who are getting involved in Elevate this year. So look out for that in your stream next week. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to seeing you soon.